Hey, I'm um, getting lots of people texting on old iPhones. We've been speaking on the occasion of the release of the iPhone 15, notable for it's now got universal charging, so you don't have to have 56 different cords for all the different uh, Apple products you have. But also uh, on release day, um, some of them will be made in India, which is a big uh, political story. Uh, we've been asking people, who's got the oldest iPhone in Adelaide? Joe from Northaven um, uh, has an iPod Classic from 2008. So it's not an iPhone, but it's still an old Apple product. Uh, Graham says, I've got an iPhone 6, works perfectly, but can't get many apps. Um, uh, someone, Kaz in Brompton's a Samsung enthusiast. Kaz says, morning, folks, I'm on my fifth Samsung. My original, which I bought in 2008, is less than a quarter of the size of my A72, which I got as a present from my family in Christmas 2022 because of its um, fantastic photography. Thank you. Two people here have an iPhone 5. And then uh, Monty in Felixstowe says, I have an iPhone 3 purchased in 2007. Not my current phone, but still works perfectly. How can an iPhone 3 work perfectly at the moment? That is extraordinary. Thank you, Monty, uh, to tell us more about the latest iPhone and, and what it means for the networking, because a lot of well, these phones were, were using 3G, which, which is about to be no longer because uh, 5G exists here. Sam's got 5G out in the booth there. But Finder has done a survey to say that fewer than half of Aussies have 5G connectivity, but 3G network is about to totally cease to exist. To tell us more is the editor-at-large at Finder, Angus Kidman. Good morning, Angus. Good morning, guys. Now, you might also be shocked to hear that someone here has an iPhone 3 still working perfectly. I'm not sure what model you're up to, but you might be <laughs> purchasing an iPhone 15 shortly. Well, yeah, no, I'm, I'm a bit, I've got bad news for the person with the iPhone 3 and the person with the iPhone 5. That's going to stop working perfectly when the 3G network switches off because those phones are 3G only. And so once that network switch happens, which is coming up, those devices, you know, that might still be nice. You might be able to look at pictures, but you will not be able to make calls on them anymore. Well, so. Do we have any data, Angus, on how many Aussies would still have devices that are only 3G capable? Uh, it's going to be a small number. You can kind of see that from the people you've chatted to because for in iPhone terms, if you've got anything before the iPhone 6, it's 3G only. Okay. So, But you think about it, we're talking about phones there that are more than 10 years old. I'd be amazed if those things have any functional battery in them at this point. So it's a small group of people, but, you know, there are some, you know, some people take the quite sensible attitude that as long as my phone is still working, yeah, you know, why would, why get rid of it? Why change it over? And yeah, you know, we shouldn't discourage that. Like we have people are better at keeping their phones than they used to be. That cycle of oh, I've got to get a new one every two years. We've moved on a little bit from that. Uh, but yeah, there's there's still yeah there's still going to be people out there that are affected as these networks get switched off. Yeah, you said that is happening soon. How soon is three G going to be switched off? So, well, so it varies across the networks, but Vodafone is actually switching it off in December this year. So we're really only talking a couple of months away. Then Telstra follows up in June next year, Optus in September next year. So at best, if you've got a 3G only device, you've got a year that you'll still be able to use that. And after that, as a phone, it's just not going to be an option anymore. It does, does turning off 3G provide bandwidth or capacity for more 5G, Angus, or is it, are they totally unrelated? No, no, that's very much what the mo the motivation is that, you know, because there's only a certain amount of spectrum to be had and you can, the telcos can redeploy that 3G spectrum, which is not being used by a whole lot of people, mm. but still used in some areas and some places. Yeah, it gives them the capacity to roll out more 5G. So overall, it should be beneficial. But if you happen to be someone who's on a 3G only phone, or if you happen to where you live or where you work, you know, right now, or you see I'm only getting 3G at the moment, then potentially that's not such great news for you. How, how far are we off getting um, a significant majority of the population getting access to the 5G signal? 
Um, I'd still, still say we're a good two or three years away because we have seen this extension. Typically, people hang on to their phones for at least three years. And if you've got a three-year-old iPhone, it's not necessarily 5G capable mm. either. So, and so, yeah, if you've got an older model, then you're going to be on 4G. That's going to keep you good for a while. Like, 4G network is not going anywhere. But I would reckon it's probably going to, you know, it's probably going to be five years before we're down to say a clear majority of people uh, you know, can access 5G or no, they can. Right now, our finder data shows that you know, only 46% of people know that they've got 5G access right now. There's probably some people who've got it and just don't notice because they never look at that part of their phone, but it definitely hasn't hit the majority mm. yet. Angus, your research also says that only 8% of all people you survey don't even know what 5G is. Um, yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, because for a lot of people, like the phone is just there and you use it and they, they, they just, yeah, they, they're not aware it exists. They don't see any benefit in them. I guess I'd rather that they didn't know what it was than they, you know, sort of subscribe to the wacko conspiracy theories that it was actually being used to inject chips into people's bloodstreams. Oh, <laughs> the yes. other weird yes. theories that we've heard out there. I guess, yeah, I think in that case, ignorance might be slightly more blissful. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so there's definitely, I still think there's some work to do to get people, so at the same time, 5G is not, a big change. Well, we remember back to when we went from 3G to 4G, you could really notice the speed difference. It's not so absolute with 5G. Like, it works better overall. It works better if you're in a sports stadium and there's, you know, 20,000 other people also trying to send their selfies off. But you don't necessarily see that massive gain. So I think that's one of the reasons mm. people don't get so excited about it. <laughs> Angus, thank you so much for your time this morning. My pleasure. Angus Kidman, their editor-at-large, finder, doing the latest phone uh, research. Someone here has texted on the Dunst text line. For those of us who live in the hills of the country, sometimes we only get 3G, so it's mm. a really great idea of turning it off. Yeah, chat to your provider. Vodafone is in December. Uh, Telstra and Optus will be next year, so best get on top of what you can do in that situation. Well, presumably, uh, you only get 3G because it's the fail-safe when the 4G drops away and, and you'd get 5G now, um, but as Angus just said, that's no good if you've got a phone that's older than three years old. So that's a totally legitimate concern. Good text from that person on the Dutton's text line. David Pemberthy and Will Goodings, 6 to 9, 5AA Breakfast.